the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of Talking Catholic. I'm Jen Morrow, and with me today, as usual, is Mike Walsh. It's not as usual. I've missed lots of podcasts over the last year. Not you when did... I'm on it. Yeah, you've not only that, you did it without me. Well, at least once. You've done two I think without it's li- me. I think it's just twice, actually. So that's why I usually, because you're usually here. Oh, okay. I'll, actually, to be honest with you, usually you're doing them without me. I have, uh, what, I think I missed my first podcast out of 300, I think we're up to 360 episodes um, earlier this year. I, I think I missed actually twice this year. I might have missed more miss than twice. that. No, no, just twice. Yeah. Or maybe I yeah, anyway. I did not get any complaints from the listeners that I wasn't on, so <laughs> maybe it's something we need to consider in the future. Um, how is everything well with you? You, you had an uh, exciting morning that I know nothing about so far. <laughs> I did. I did. I was um, asked to address the Catholic Business Network this morning, which meets once a month on the third Friday of the month. Yes. The third is, she's asking the, the person who we haven't introduced yet. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, because that person is the one who invited me. So thank you. So yes. Yeah, so I spoke today. Um, I addressed about, I don't know, 20, 25 business leaders and, and, and more, actually. Yeah. I think it was between 25 and 30 we had. All right. You geez. Know, now, if, know, we're, if we're uh, just going to abandon the rules yeah, of a podcast, I, I better, let's start reduce. now and just have them come right in. <laughs> This is almost never a problem, but shenanigans. The shenanigans have started within the first minute and forty-five seconds. All right. Apparently, I've lost all control of the podcast, so we're just gonna. I'm just. I've decided I could restart, but I'm not gonna. No. So, who do we have with us today, Jen? We have Stacy Napolitano. She is the associate director of major gifts and stewardship for the Diocesan Office of Development. I'm only mentioning Stacy first because Stacy, you've already introduced yourself. So, yeah. well, you already asked me a question. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> oh no, it was definitely on Jen. Yeah, yeah. and also I with us. Right, I did. <laughs> but thank right. you. I've been up since awesome. And um, Andrew Goose, who's the associate director of the Diocesan Office of Development. Thank you both for having me. Happy you're here. Your first time in the vault. We're recording in the vault. You you immediately noted how unusual it was that we had a vault. The uh, rather stellar color that's mm-hmm. in this room so yep this is also my first podcast and i greatly appreciate the playful banter we open with because that certainly <laughs> sets the nerves at ease and being put in front of a microphone that's right well andrew and i were talking earlier because i do not like to address large groups of people standing up and as, as i was saying stacy and andrew very uh, graciously invited me to be the uh, catholic business network speaker so i got up and i actually had a i had a cup of coffee in my hand because to keep myself calm and then i see in the background somebody taking photos to run in the catholic star herald or put online and i said oh no i'm going to get yelled out later by mike walsh if i'm walking around with a stupid cup, coffee cup and all the photos i better move it take it out so i moved it to the side and finish my coffee later uh, uh, you know what i can neither confirm nor deny that that would have been my reaction because i'm sure i would have it doesn't matter i would have found something in one of the photos anyway but that's why well i'm glad there was somebody taking pictures that makes me happy yeah so it was really great i mean everybody was really nice i talked a little bit about catholic journalism uh i talked mostly about how to get your news in front of a journalist whether secular or catholic and who you know who who you should contact at a media outlet and uh then just spent a lot of time afterward meeting a lot of our 
Catholic business, not just Catholic, Christian um, business owners. And it was a great, great morning. So thanks for inviting me. Actually, we should probably, you know, we, the Catholic Business Network of South Jersey just recently restarted uh, under the direction of one Stacey Napolitano. And, you know, we haven't really had an opportunity to showcase it on the podcast that that this podcast is really intended for end of year giving. And we're going to talk a lot about that. But since we brought it up already, let's talk a little bit about the CBN. Um, now that you've restarted it, Stacey, uh, sort of what's what's it for? Well, and it wasn't just me. Um, Jeff Morris, the president of the organization, has been really, really helpful. He was the one that said, hey, can we get this going again? Um, this year. So the purpose is really to bring Catholic business people together to network. And uh, um, aside from networking, it's also the spiritual component of being able to share your faith, feeling comfortable talking about your faith. And we have tried something new this year. We go around to a different parish each month and include with our breakfast um, a mass. Yeah, it's it's been great. Uh, in the past, it, it was very successful in the past, but it was always in one area of South Jersey right. and not necessarily centrally located, so it was difficult for some folks to get there. I love the fact that you're moving it around. I think that's great. Matter of fact, uh, so you just did November's. November's was at uh, Holy Family Parish in Sewell. Yes. In the mm-hmm. Aquin Center. Mm-hmm. Um, do you recall off the top of your head where your December meeting is? December is at St. Joseph the Worker at St. Vincent Pilate Church on Paul Six campus. That'll be excellent. Do you Have you figured out your speaker yet? Um, and that's an 8.30 mass. So instead of starting at 8 o'clock, we're starting at 8.30 okay. that day. I don't think we're having a speaker because we are oh, focusing more on a kind of a Christmas gathering. Very nice. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I like to see today when when the business owners everybody uh, went around to, to introduce themselves. Um, they were from all over the place, which kind of goes back to the importance of moving the business meetings too. I mean, one woman was from Bordentown, right? So it was nice to see some 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 other people checking in. You were just happy there was somebody from the Trenton area there. Also, one of my favorite priests is there, so I was like, "Hey, Father Martin." One of your favorite priests from Trenton was there today. Mm-hmm. No, really? no, no, at that parish where oh, she was okay. from. She's from, she from? Uh, Bordentown. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if we had Trenton priests coming to our Catholic no, business no, no, we're in no, South no. Jersey, that would have been an amazing victory. I would have been happy about that. <laughs> That's victory. <laughs> <laughs> I consider all other dioceses our competitors. <laughs> I'm rare in that, but I definitely consider that. Uh, well, I'm very happy to hear that uh, you know you've had three meetings so far since it restarted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I'm had to, happy to hear that they've been great. Unfortunately, I always have a meeting on Friday morning, so it's very difficult for me to to come to those. I was I was genuinely hoping to make it this morning, mostly just a bedevil Jen, but sadly she had she had the freedom of uh, that checks out. Yeah, of, of not. Of Are you not sure you're not that. intentionally planning meetings? You know. Oh no! This is this is what I would I would have. Happily, I moved to another day, but my boss just loves to see me first thing on a Friday morning. So, because I'm so che- as you all know, I'm very cheerful in, a, in the AM. Oh, so you're I'm notorious for my cheerfulness. You know, especially when we record a podcast before you know, or first thing in the morning. Oh my goodness, you catch Mike at the best time of yeah. the day. Yeah. Anytime before 10 a.m. is classic, brilliant time. If you, if you want a great response from me, call me before 10 a.m. <laughs> Um, I really want to give out your phone number to the office right now. <laughs> that wouldn't be fair to the caller. <laughs> so anyway, I, congratulations on that. I'm yep. really happy. I, I hope 
you know, if, if we have business owners who are listening now, I really do encourage you to consider joining the Catholic Business Network. It's just a great opportunity to be around like-minded people. Um, I know it, it's true Jeff Morris is the president and there's a and there's a board. Uh, however, as with all things that Stacy touches, um, most of the successes are, are a direct result of herself and how hard she works at these things. So uh, congratulations. As a matter of fact, I need to congratulate you about one other thing. Um, the most recent Catholic Charities annual dinner uh, was great, and you are on both the fundraising committee for that and the steering committee for that. And let's face it, everybody at Catholic Charities knows you mostly do all the work there because, well, as we've talked about many often, many times, you are a tyrant. And <laughs> it, I know it doesn't sound like it, folks, but my goodness, oh my goodness, she she <laughs> rules with an iron fist. Um, but congratulations, because that was a great uh, result as well. That was a really fun night, and we had. Um, you know, support along the way from our committee. And then the development office was great. The whole team came out to greet uh, the attendees that evening, help them register, point them in the right direction and everything. And, um, you know, they're all just a great group to work with. And it was a fun night for about 350 people. Yeah, it really was. It was it was a blast. And uh, uh, the honoree this year, we talked about it in previous podcasts, was Dr. Hushman, the president of Rowan. But but even more wonderful than that was uh, some of the great recipients from around South Jersey just, just, just salt to the earth, good Catholics in their parishes coming forward to help wherever they can. Anywhere from Eucharistic ministers to people running um, food pantries, it was really just absolutely delightful. So always a good thing, though. So once again, thank you for your your great successes for there. Thank you for always making us do the stuff that we don't want to do. But you're right, and we have to do it anyway. So thank you for that, Stacey. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so the reason we're gathered today is not just for me to bestow lots of accolades on uh, Stacy. It's also because we're coming up on the end of the year. And the end of the year is when I find a good uh, fi- financial development department is working its hardest and is most successful because you guys are getting guys in before the end of the tax season. Mm-hmm. So you, Stacy, not that you don't have enough things on your plate. The next, the next big one is, once again under you, which is I Give Catholic. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I Give Catholic is the Catholic Church's version of Giving Tuesday, and it actually falls on Giving Tuesday. But there's an organization nationwide called I Give Catholic that helps support um, dioceses around the country with this fundraising effort and kind of brings us together, helps create some marketing material, logo, some language for um, marketing. So that's real beneficial that they help us with that. And they've been doing that for about nine years now, and this will be the third year that the Diocese of Camden participated. Oh, wow. And just, you know, as an example about, you know, how successful this campaign is across the nation, I know that um, last year they raised $18.5 million across yes. the nation for, I think, the 42 dioceses that took part for those ministries, schools, and uh, parishes. So it's yeah. definitely an amazing opportunity to, what's the slogan, give, give, give back, back and, and give, give Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and for, for ministries and churches and dioceses to take part in it, um, it's, it's actually fairly simple, right? I mean, the, the, the platform that was created by I Give Catholic is fairly turnkey. I mean, if, if a parish or a school or a ministry isn't taking advantage of this, they're really missing out, right? Can you, can you tell us right. a little bit about how easy I Give Catholic makes it for them? Yeah. Um, if So any 
parish schools, ministries in our diocese that want to participate, first of all, we have been covering the registration fee for them. So we cover that um, diocesan-wide. So it costs them nothing to participate. And um, they just, and uh, myself and Leslie Visco in our office helps everyone if they're having any trouble, but you really just click on a button to say apply now and then fill in the information and you know any um, back information they want with their bank account so that the funds can directly go to that school or parish and then it's really um, a step-by-step um, template for people to fill out their own profile and explain what they're fundraising for so um, anyone you know a lot of kids i think can pick it up the teenagers that's what we say if if someone at a parish is having trouble they say do you have any teen volunteers they can help you with this one well what if I, I could steal a turn sure, to absolutely. jump in and heap some praise on stacy one of the most attractive parts about the i give catholic campaign is not only is the platform easy to use and accessible is the support they get between um, through Stacy and Leslie at mm-hmm. the Office of Development. Mm-hmm. All a parish or a group would need to say is we would like to participate and they will be all over taking care of them. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, I tell you what, what really impressed me this year was was as much as it is easy to do, we've, we've gotten some new people who are participating as some new entities. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that there are some ministries using it and not, so not a cat, not a, not a church, not a parish, not a right. school, literally groups of people who are coming together to utilize it, which is incredibly smart because this is a very simple campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw Rowan Catholic Campus Ministry as a part of it this year. And then I saw uh, Donna Ottaviano Britt is trying to fund, uh, you know, a, a member of our pastoral department is trying to fund a special project and thought that I Give Catholic would be the best way of uh, being able to bring him some dollars for that. So, I mean, it really is. If you are a, a known Catholic entity within the Diocese of Camden, uh, someone could reach out to you about, certainly they can't do it for this year, mm-hmm. but they can do it right. for next year, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Yeah, registration for the uh, ministries usually begins in August. Mm-hmm. So. so I remember, I think, you, now correct me if I'm wrong, you said there's eight schools, mm-hmm. 18 parishes, and five ministries participating correct. this year? Correct. If that adds up to 31, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm notoriously not good at math, so Andrew? <laughs> the, uh, but I, I just wanted to uh, kind of double down about what Mike said, because uh, Donna's program has been around, this is the third year of that program, and um, it, we've reported it in the Catholic Star Herald as well, it's the gifted leadership program which aims to further develop uh, the priests skill sets by helping them recognize their God-given gifts and talents and you know if you want to know more about that pick up a Catholic Star Herald issue because we've reported on that many times because I think there's been three groups of priests or they're in the third year a third group of priests going through it right now and they absolutely love it so you know all of the ministries all of the ministries could uh, could use your support um, but you know this one also helps the priests and so just to, just to sort of button up, uh, I give Catholic a little bit. Uh, so we talked about how they can participate. So how can the donors, if they're looking to see if their parish or ministry or school is taking part in it, how can they find that? Oh, and that's real. I think it's really easy to remember. They simply go to camden.igivecatholic.org. And 
at that site, you'll you can just um, click on view participating organizations, and you'll see all 31 of ours listed, and you can donate to any and all of them. Yeah. And I'm happy to see that a lot of the parishes and churches and ministries are already putting out um, the links for their own page. Yes. Uh, they have their QR codes all out there, so mm-hmm. people will know as soon as – is. Can, can you give early, or do you have to oh. wait until I give uh, till Giving Tuesday? You can actually give early. We're in the middle of advanced giving right now. Um, so, And the first couple days of advanced giving netted um, $4,000, so we're on our way. Nice. nice. Yeah. Last year, the diocese raised 87000 So each year, our goal is to beat the year before. The first year, we were at sixty. We'd love to see over 100000 this year. That's great. Now, I'm going to miss you this year because our, our first two years of, of doing I Give Catholic here was my first year. And Stacy and I, under the... Mm, voluntold category of Mike Walsh said, we're putting you on this live stream, er, no, yeah, Facebook yeah. Live, yeah, Facebook we're, Live, we're Facebook. and you guys get up there and do three updates during the day about where we are. So, and we did it, and it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. And yeah. I mispronounced your name every time, but I'm happy to say that on this podcast, we work together it. so much yes. now that I know ex- I can do it like in my sleep. There but um, we won't be doing that this year, at least me, because I'll be off that week. So I'm hoping that Mike will voluntold somebody else to work with Stacy. I think I'm going to voluntold myself. Oh, there you go. Yep. Then I will definitely be watching. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, Stacy and I are going to do it together. And uh, nice. I think I'm going to go lo-fi as possible. I'm just going to hold the camera and point it at the two of us. And we'll just banter about and be goofy oh my gosh i cannot i'm setting my alarm already for my day off to to check then i was gonna say nothing could be goofier than the first year when (laughs) when um mike shoved the former director of development into the screen and jen off of the screen yeah it was a classic Sometimes when you direct people, you have to be more aggressive than this. Hands-on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, just very hands-on. Thank you, Andrew. More shenanigans. <laughs> so, so by all means, tune in on Giving Tuesday and see what kind of trouble we can get up to. But it really is – It really is a. Uh, I, I've been very happy with that. I, I was a supporter of Giving Tuesday for many years in my secular life. And now coming to the diocese, it's great that there is a, a Catholic-oriented version of Giving Tuesday and I Give Catholic. And I, I have to say, it's you know, I wasn't sure what – to expect that first year, but it has genuinely grown over mm-hmm. the three years. So I'm, I'm very happy. And and it's not just in South Jersey, folks. Uh, I, I know the Archdiocese of Philadelphia uses this to, to great success and a number of other dioceses in the area. So if uh, you're not a, a Camden Diocese person, check out I Give Catholic and it'll there'll be a drop down menu there where you can see where your diocese is and then see what's uh, supported underneath of that. So, so if you're not one, but, but at the same time, you know, now Talking Catholic does not have use I Give Catholic um, because we don't want to be beholden to the development department. We like to be fully, <laughs> <laughs> we like to be fully independent and just tell people what to do. Um, so we don't have one, but that doesn't mean you can't. Even if you're outside the area, please consider supporting one of our ministries. That'd be great. I won't say which one, but any of the ones our hosts work for would be great too. <laughs> like you know, Roman Catholic. Anyway. What? Nothing. The, ca- the communications <laughs> department isn't supported through through development. So I don't even know. Did we say the date? Did we say it's November 28th? It's the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Yes, right. November 28th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was the website for them to go online and give again? Camden.igivecatholic.org. 
excellent job from both of you. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Look at that. The next time I'm not here, you can have Andrew as one of your hosts. I know. He I'm knows already, exactly I, what to drop in yeah, there. Yeah, that was actually really impressive. Well, I thought about making a joke of how it drives me crazy on radio commercials, where if they're throwing out a link or a phone number at the end, you will not hear it once or mm-hmm. twice, likely three or four times. So we went for two. That's right. <laughs> Plus, it'll be in the show notes if you can't find it. <laughs> so if you're listening on your iPad just or on your iPhone, just look down and you'll find all the links down there. But, uh, but and how you know one last question before we jump off of I give Catholic how long can people donate to I give Catholic after giving Tuesday um, so they can the online platform is only open through midnight of giving Tuesday however they can donate by cash or check um, up through the weekend so if your parish is participating you can um, give a check to the church if, if you're a parent or grandparent or a friend of a school, you can drop a donation off and they can record them through that weekend till the Monday after Giving Tuesday. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the real reason we had everyone here today is also because we want to talk about uh, end of year donation in general. And certainly I Give Catholic is a great way to sort of start that off. Um, but for the two of you, I know that this is, you know, certainly. So one thing that Andrew uh, is works a great deal of his time is spent with is the South Jersey Catholic Ministries Appeal, formerly known as the House of Charity Bishop's Annual Appeal, uh, now in a far more uh, specific name that we hope won't get confused because we oftentimes got people confused between Bishop's Appeal, Catholic Charity. It was just a nightmare. So now we have one that's far easier to uh, to remember and know what you're donating to. Um, but certainly, but that's an annual appeal. It starts in uh, February and sort of continues throughout the entire year. But certainly, you look at uh, the end of the year as Donations that come in at the end of the year are just as good as t- donations that come in at the beginning, correct? Well, a donation on any day is wonderful. <laughs> it's awesome. interesting. When he mentioned the importance of end-of-year giving, I suddenly caught myself and reminded that I tend to live three months down the road where mm-hmm. already I'm in the midst of designing next year's campaign. And the fact that our diocesan fiscal year doesn't line up with the uh, calendar year, sometimes that throws off my thinking. <laughs> and so even though I'm already thinking of next year's theme campaign and all the logistics behind that, it is a good point that as we're coming down towards the end of the calendar year, a number of our donors experience um, some certain financial advantages by giving before December 31st. And while I'm not a financial advisor, most of the people who would consider that have one that they can talk to. And so I would greatly encourage you. Our Our parishes benefit tremendously by the money that's raised through the annual appeal, even if a parish doesn't reach it, its particular goal and get the incentive payback, the ministries that are supported are still spread all throughout our diocese and parishes benefit from it. So uh, the most important thing I would like to encourage today that if you have never supported the annual appeal, I'd like you to learn more. Please go to our website at uh, camdendiocese.org slash SJCMA to see our videos and learn more. If you've never given before, please let this be the first time that you make it a part of your yearly giving. It supports your parish, it supports your local Catholic community, and it's good to develop a spirit of stewardship for your own participation in these different ministries. If you've supported the appeal before, if you wondered why I didn't get my letter from the House of Charity this year, we <laughs> it's been a journey, the change from one branding to another. And while we put forth the utmost effort to communicate that that change had been made, I'm sure there are some people who um, didn't catch it. This is, like you said, Mike, the new name of the campaign. We wanted something fresh, new, descriptive that 
would be more inclusive mm. than uh, previous branding. Um, if oh, so if you have missed that change, please, please consider. There is still time within this calendar year. You can support your parish, or if you just want to get to the annual appeal without supporting a particular parish, that's wonderful too. You can learn more by going to our website, make a gift online, or each of our parishes has a parish volunteer team that is able to um, take your gift and send it up to us. Most par pastors would be excited to hear from you, to tell you more about how they benefit, and they would love to hear that um, they have another supporter within their parish that they can stay in touch with. Win, 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 and win. Yeah. <laughs> so each parish has a, a parish team, like a core team? Yes. Yeah. We One of our jobs at the um, Office of Development, besides just supporting the appeal in general, we try to maintain uh, communications with each parish team, give them whatever resources they need, help them with whatever shenanigans, which is a favorite <laughs> word of mine, um, whenever they arise. Um, because unfortunately, they're... As, as much as we try to make this a streamlined and perfect process, we have over 14,000 donors a year, over 25,000 individual transactions a year. Unfortunately, every once in a while, as things pass through different hands on the way to us, um, sometimes mistakes happen. I see it important to correct them as soon as possible. Mm. If a parish, if a donor shares with their pastor or their parish that there is a problem, I want to know about it right away so I can fix it. Um, so the key to a successful campaign at a parish is to have a strong parish team. Mm. So we encourage pastors, please go out and encourage someone to own this and make it a part of their ministry, helping their fellow parishioners at the parish take part in supporting these different ministries. And it helps tremendously if you're able to bring new people into the fold year after year after year. While there, are, we have uh, volunteers who've been working with the annual appeal for uh, decades, if not longer. And it's wonderful that that's a part of their ministry. Everyone is human. It <laughs> always helps to have um, new, fresh blood mm. whenever it's available, and more hands make light work. Um, so it this was a fun little tangent for me to go off on, but I love to be able to encourage. If any pastor can encourage someone to join their team, I am more than happy to come meet with them, help them get set up and make sure that they have everything they need. And it, it's not a difficult task. It, it's detail-oriented. We're talking about shepherding donations from um, the donor up to us. There is um, detail and some security involved, um, but we're here every step along the way to help you. Is there math involved? <laughs> there is. Yes. So there is. Thank you very much. There is not math involved if you do not want there to be. It's one of, one of my favorite joys. Uh, this is my third year working with the Annual Appeal. I joined uh, midway through about 2020, so this is my third full campaign. And when I first came into the Office of Development, I was a frontline coordinator for the Annual Appeal. So my job was crunching numbers, making reports, making sure everything was working right. And... I was also working on communication between the office and our various teams. And so being the elder millennial and uh, computer snob that I am, one of the first <laughs> tasks I set off for myself, th this campaign, um, the House of Charity had existed since the mid-1960s. People have been doing this for a very, very long time. And as in most large organizations, there tends to be a, this is how we've always done it sometimes mm -hmm. approach to things. And one of the things that has been handed on from year to year 
year to year to year is the same paperwork, same forms every year, year after year. Now, I coming in, I sit down and I'm like, well, I don't want to be writing all these down and crunching things with my calculator. I'll make everybody a beautiful Excel spreadsheet. So all you have to do is type it in once and it'll math everything out at the very bottom. Then you just hit print and you're done. Now you're talking. So a good sales point. There is no math involved if you have access to a computer with Excel. Wow. All right. Making, making people's lives better. I got to tell you, the development department in the Diocese of Camden is incredibly responsive. Uh, every single member of it has, is is genuinely great, and they've only gotten better in the time I've been here. Uh, actually, the, the hiring of both of these two are excellent examples of that. That um, that you know, every department should evolve over time, mm-hmm. and you know, bring some fresh eyes and new blood and they so, they certainly have a lot of people there that are um, are long timers but the people in that development man if you call them up and uh, and you have an issue or a concern they are incredibly responsive let me ask you does having a parish team um, also help answer some questions like I know a lot of times when you're in a parish or when I'm in a parish in my own parish I hear well where does the money go like I don't see it going to anywhere like does a parish team help explain that or are is the projects that come from that obvious that the short answer is yes Mm -hmm. which is thank you very much for the leading question because i think having a parish team and having what i would describe as champions for the appeal in the individual parishes is key to a successful campaign because one of the fun parts about it is we're spread all over south jersey um 63 different parishes participate in the annual appeal and admittedly as much as I try to get around I know there are a number of parishes where I haven't met uh, the team members and in some cases maybe even one or two not the pastor so when we are inviting people to take part in a campaign that's managed by some office up in Camden it can be easy for that to seem disconnected and so what makes it real and local for people is when within the parish first usually the most effective is the pastor because the pastor from the ambo sharing what this is and the importance of it is usually the most encouraging approach but then um, the pastor we hope will not always be stuck in the nitty-gritty of knowing all the ins and out details being able to tackle um, if there's a problem or whatnot that we love to have a parish team and usually year after year after year they can be familiar with what ministries are supported, what locally has benefited from it. So yes, having someone be able to be there with them is much more meaningful than having some guy from far away come over for one day to talk about it or a video or a thing online. So yes, anything closer to home is more significant. It's true. (laughs) Well, you know, it wasn't until I started working for a diocese, any diocese, that people would ask me, what do you guys do up there? Right, and and how does that relate to me? So I feel like this campaign is the one of one of the best ways, in addition to the Catholic Star Herald, mm-hmm. um, to find out you know what the diocese does for you. Yeah, and that was one reason I was very happy that we changed the name because even before I joined the Office of Development, I was a parishioner and I had an account where I was supporting the House of Charity. But just from the name, I kind of pictured, oh, is there a house somewhere? Am I giving directly to a charity organization? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I worked here that I learned that it was much more complicated. So I, I enjoyed that as part of changing the name, it allowed us to uh, more specifically 
express and capture all of the different things. And then when we're communicating, it's no longer, oh, the House of Charity, is that just social work? No, mm -hmm. social work is a tremendous part of it, but also different other ministries, faith formation, vocations, mm -hmm. Catholic education, um, a lot of things are covered. So again, and, and I think the old name, um, House of Charity, there was a lot of confusion with Catholic Charities. Right. And mm -hmm. Catholic Charities is one of the um, ministries that is funded through the Catholic Ministries Appeal. So yeah. that could cause a little bit of confusion. Sure. Yeah, so we were quite happy to make that change. And the fun was that was one of the three primary reasons we expressed for why we changed the name from House of Charity to South Jersey Catholic Ministries Appeal because we did not want to confuse so readily with Catholic Charities. And I thought everything would be so buttoned up and done. But then, well, the word Catholic still causes people to trip over it. So there will always be something. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's no level of mm -hmm. everything gets messed up by somebody at some point. So I've you're trying to get as many people to understand as possible. Mm -hmm. and it's okay, but anytime you you uh, you know roll out a new name, literally the South Jersey Catholic Ministries Appeal has only been around for less than a year at this mm -hmm. point. Uh, how about an update for this year? How have you has things been going along in terms of your well, campaign? What's fun is this year we have raised thus far uh, $6.1 million, which is relatively in line with the way the previous years have gone. As we're coming towards the end of the Catholic Strong Capital campaign, which is another campaign run by our department, we had noticed as donors were finishing their uh, pledges through Catholic Strong, the um, annual appeal donations were rising. Um, as we are going forward, our goal is mainly to keep engaged those donors that have so loyally supported us for many years. We have the most amazing dependable donor base. It makes, um, at the risk of sounding flippant, it makes my job so much easier that so many people are well established in knowing the value and wanting to support the annual appeal for many different reasons that even if I did not send them a letter, I am confident that they would seek their pastor out and take part in it. So on the one hand, we are grateful for our um, many donors who year after year after year keep coming back. Uh, one thing that I'm very interested in working on is uh, developing new donors, mm -hmm. because while um, we continue, we carry on, we do our annual appeal every year, it needs to grow. And we need to ensure that um, especially younger people who are coming up, growing up in the church, this appeal has been going on for decades. Um, as new people are coming into their adulthood, we want to instill in them an understanding of the significance of stewardship and how first um, we quite literally need you to support your local parish. Um, the church would not exist and persist without the body supporting it. And then once um, you've supported your local parish, there are local ministries beyond that that you can support through the annual appeal. And so growing stewardship year after year, I think is one of our most important goals in the short term. I would agree. Uh, by the way, the person you were thanking was my wife. If Even if we didn't get the um, the letter every year, she would we would still be doing our annual she has it she has it figured it into our budgeting and it's there whether we get a request or not we believe in that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and, and it's true i mean you know when we rolled out um, you, you mentioned the catholic strong campaign the catholic strong campaign was a special um was a special campaign we did five years ago now uh specifically to it was, it was an unusual campaign in the sense that generally a diocesan-wide special campaign primarily benefits the diocese. Uh, this one primarily benefited the parishes, mm -hmm. and it raised $40 million, 70% of which went to the uh, 
uh, went to the parishes. But at that time, you know, that wouldn't. So your 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 weekly offering that's your that's your mass offering. That's what you your your tithing that you you give back every year and then the you know the diocesan campaign that's a that's an extra one and then the, a special campaign like that we, we lovingly refer to it as a sacrificial campaign because we were asking for people for five figures or more mm-hmm. six figures from some people um which can be a little bit of pain i know um when we did our capital campaign that meant that uh our donation that meant that we w- wouldn't be going to disney world for five years and that's okay you know i'd rather support my parish and my diocese uh you know i there's lots of things in south jersey that you can do on vacation so it's okay <laughs> um but uh, but but yeah so making sure that we're always supporting the church uh really makes it makes it possible for the church to always be there when we need it mm-hmm. and certainly we have more than enough uh well actually we have just enough uh ministries and and churches and parishes and around to to support our our catholic faithful and our the people outside the our faith who uh certainly catholic charities and many of our parishes support on a daily basis right. so this is this is important stuff folks so uh, if you ha- if you haven't donated before you've never been certain about where your donations are going it's uh you need to know that it's uh, being stewarded by two people as fine as uh stacy and andrew and that the, the people are actually utilizing the the monies uh, you know are important you know it, just to put a spiritual end on this, you know, our vocations are completely supported through Catholic Chair. Or, oh, I just did it. I can't believe I did <laughs> it. South Jersey Catholic Ministries <laughs> Appeal. Um, so we keep talking about how we really need more priests. Well, uh, yes, it doesn't necessarily, you know, spiritually, it probably doesn't take money to do that, but there's a lot of stuff that has to be created. There's, um, you know, it's it's these people, these guys don't go to seminary for free. Uh, that's supported through this kind of fund. So it's 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 really important, folks. So if uh, you want to believe in your church and you want your church to be here, it's it's important to to remember the church, mm-hmm. which gets us back to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I when I was in working for nonprofits uh, directly many, many years ago, uh, this was when our major donor officers uh, really doubled down on the end of the year to make sure that uh, if they had tickler files on anybody, that they really did their best to get them in. Um, but I think most people outside of the financial development world aren't really certain of what a major gift is. What does a major gift consist of? Actually, a major gift can vary based on your organization. You know, um, for some groups, it might be a thousand dollar gift a five hundred dollar gift and then for the the diocese it could be a twenty thousand dollar gift so it really depends on the size of your organization or your your parish your ministry um you know one of the groups we work with is the south jersey scholarship fund so that total for the year has been about $135,000 in fundraising. So, you know, a major donor to that fund might be $1,000. Mm-hmm. And and that's another organization that we help promote giving at the end of the year and send out a, a campaign. And probably, I was looking at the numbers, it's about maybe a tenth of the fundraising for the year comes at between now and December 31st. Mm. Now, if somebody wanted to donate a house, would they be able to do that? Would you be able to facilitate that? 
Stacy. We can look into it and see if it's possible. Of course, we work with the diocesan attorneys and, you know, see that sometimes there can be risk involved. So um, have to make sure everything would be beneficial to the diocese to accept a donate, donation like that. I think Stacey like gave that. a very measured and diplomatic response there, which was that wonderful. Was. Yes. Um, but the short answer is, if you want to make a gift-in-kind donation of an unusual sort, and it seems unusual, please don't hesitate to ask. There is no harm in asking, and then we will certainly get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> also a good measured response. The, but if someone wanted to just straight up donate a million dollars, you guys would be okay with that, right? Certainly. Okay, yeah. No no, 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 qu- no oh, hesitation okay. there. No hesitation to say yes. Um, interestingly, I would want to sit that person down and learn their story as to why they wanted to give that amount. Because um, to Stacy's point, there are we measure major gifts in the annual appeal of considering of five thousand or more per year. We have special giving societies for donors who have given um, greater than 50000 or greater than 100000 in their lifetime. But that boils down just to numbers. I appreciated how Stacy made the brief point that a major gift is can be defined and considered on those person's circumstances. Yeah. One person's gift of $100 a year is a major gift. And I almost want to dovetail that back that we rely on our generous donors who are able to make substantial gifts. Um, but again, it is relative. Whatever you're able to give at a sacrificial level, I appreciated Mike earlier talked about sacrifices and changes in lifestyle in order to give, um, just changing your behavior in order to give to support all of those yeah. Our major gifts in the small term. You know, you uh, you just uh, said thanking uh, our benefactors, both large and small. Actually, you guys have a thank you coming up for a number of your benefactors, correct? We do, and it's called the Benefactors Reception, and it's it's really <laughs> a lovely event. <laughs> it is appropriate, yeah. <laughs> but it's you know, it's just one of those feel good events because the only purpose there is to thank them and we um have that at Aletto's in Deptford every year and they so kindly donate the whole event to oh, wow. us. Yes. Mhm. And we usually have anywhere between 3 and 400 people attend and anyone who donates 1500 or more to the diocese throughout the year receives an invitation. Actually, I will admit that I've been to this uh, many times, usually because Stacy's making me go to work it. I don't get to go just to enjoy myself like everyone else does. I have to go there and work, take pictures, Mike. Um, showcase all of our benefactors, how great they are. Woo! The um, But it is a great event, and it's nice because the bishop always comes, make sure that he gets a glad hand with everybody, and, and thank them personally for their their don- for uh, their willingness to donate. Um, sometimes, you know, like we said, sacrificially. My parents get invited a lot. They get to just hang out and chill out and <laughs> talk to people. Um, the but the, there's something involved with that event that I've never fully understood, and that is you have giving societies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have multiple giving societies? Or you have one giving society. We have at least two. Okay. So this is a tradition going way back before my time, and it's one of those things that kind of grows and develops over time. And so we have kind of three 
one informal giving society uh, and two that are a little more defined. Each year, if a donor has given 5,000 or more in the year, we consider them a part of the Society of Stewards, and they get a special recognition. Um, the night of the benefactors, we have an award ceremony for those who are interested in participating. For donors who I had mentioned earlier, giving societies at 50 and $100,000 of lifetime giving, if a donor and their family has given 50000 or more, they are invited into Bishop's Society of Seraphim, where there is a delightful uh, little pin that they're awarded, and they have a chance to meet the bishop, have a photograph taken, and uh, be recognized by their peers around them. For those that have given $100,000 or more, there is a plaque that is the Society of St. Catherine Drexel. So those two. We have, and that, that was a joy of mine, because as I came into this um, the development office a number of years ago, one of my first jobs was keeping track of who is in which. And let me tell you, when you're in an organization that's been around for decades and decades and decades, and the different levels of record keeping have changed from paper to in books to in filing cabinets to on the computer, it's fun trying to keep a handle on the many different stories of donors that have come and participated in different times. So this year, as of now, unless a few more people uh, can get back to me, we have at least three of our donors who are going to receive awards. And also, for those who are due that recognition but don't want to stand up in front of everyone, I have at least three who I'm going to meet on the sly at some point in the evening and share the award with them because they did not want to stand up in front of them. So please, if um, <laughs> the thought of being called up in front of everyone is intimidating to the point where you're like, oh, I, I wouldn't want to go if that means I'm going to be called in front of everyone. No, everyone has different levels of comfort when it comes to how you're going to participate in these things. Um, just, I think it's good to just come out and enjoy fellowship with people who like-mindedly have a desire to take care of their local community. It really is a very nice event. I forget, Jen, have you been to it prior? I have not been. No. Um, my parents are invited every year, and they've been. Um, I'm trying, even though I'm off that week, because it's the same it's the same day as giving to you. Yeah, this year it falls on Catholic. the same day. So yeah. Wow, that's gonna thanking be... people on giving to yeah. you. Yeah, so I actually need to talk to them to see if they're coming. Maybe I'll sneak in. Mm -hmm. come so I can see all the fun yeah, I like, think it kind of I think it really goes hand yeah, in hand so it kind good. of worked out nice that it's Giving Tuesday and we're thanking the benefactors in the same day yeah and Stacy mentioned this earlier, but it is worth saying again that um, one of the great blessings in this event that's gone on year after year is that the vendor has donated the space, the time. The food. And it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's a little antidote story I wanted to share. One of the most important things when it comes to um, working in an office like the Office of Development is communication with donors and participants. And so every once in a while, um, a angry letter who will come to us up at the office and there was a donor who wrote to us and said I can't believe you're spending all this money on this event and I think that's a misuse of these funds mm -hmm. and they should be going towards the ministries and I wrote back to her I absolutely agree with you. Thank you for saying that. And I'm happy to share with you that this particular event is sponsored by the vendor. Otherwise, we probably would not hold it for this reason right. because we agree with that yeah. idea. Yeah. The, but I don't want to gloss over it. Did you just say, Jen, that you're going to party crash this? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, it's invitation only. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that okay. is actually what I said. I did get an invitation, but. 
My, but my wife, much like uh, what Andrew was saying, she does not like uh, coming to events like this because she she feels and she's you know I I agree with her that um, or I agree with her reasoning that um, she doesn't want to showcase our giving mm-hmm. and uh, that's just not something she's into. But but I think where she's mistaken is she misses the opportunity for fellowship right, because right. it really is. And quite frankly, you know, all of the directors in the diocese, uh, so I would have to go whether I liked it or not. Um, are basically told uh, you, you are going to be there because you are going to thank these people who have been supporting you for the last uh, several mm-hmm. decades in <laughs> some cases. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And they that's should. an important mm-hmm. part yeah. of the It night. really is. Mm-hmm. Of course, the communications department isn't supported by any of these people, but that's okay. I'm going to go and thank them anyway. Thank them for being, uh, well, actually, you should go to thank them for being uh, subscribers. Well, I was going to say, I, I was just about to completely disagree with you because you say the communications department is not supported we're supported in subscriptions we're supported by you know no maybe not exactly from these monies but south jersey is very pro-catholic star herald i mean I, i'm they sometimes are. i'm in other dioceses i was just in, in my diocese last week and uh speaking about what i do and they're like wait you're talking about the catholic star herald i was like yeah they're like oh my gosh we grew up in uh, in hamilton and and it, like they had so many great things to say about it so it makes me proud being that part of in part of that that long history but um yeah so we have an amazing uh we do subscription subscribers and advertisers but we're uh, the, my point was just that we're independent and i take great pride in the fact that the catholic star Herald has been able to remain independent financially agreed that's a, that's a good sign it that's is a, a good that's sign. a sign of a healthy uh publication when you're able to do that and not all not all publications are like that so that's i'm very true. proud that we have a we have very happy that no hedge fund has ever bought us up and uh, <laughs> sold, us, sold us off parts. <laughs> that, makes me, that makes me very happy. Um, although, so Andrew mentioned something else that um, I did want to touch on a little bit, though this is directed at Stacy. Um, you do a great job. We, we talked about the importance of stewardship. And Stacy, you do a great job of highlighting some of our uh, great stewards in the diocese in your, in your roughly monthly columns for, uh, regarding stewardship. I would love if, if there was time to do them monthly. It's it's really become more like quarterly, okay. but it's that's a lot of fun. Um, it's a really fun part of my job. I feel interviewing the individuals for the stewardship features. Um, you know, we say stewardship is time, talent, and treasure, and a lot of times in those articles we focus on their um, time and talent that they volunteer to certain ministries throughout their parishes, but all of those individuals are also um, stewards financially and donate as well. So they really, they're the whole package and they're an inspiration to me to see, you know, oh, wow, look how involved these people are. Mm -hmm. And our hope is that when readers of the Catholic Star Herald, you know, read those articles that it will inspire them too. You know what I like about your stories also? Yes, there's a lot of individuals, but there's a lot of couples. A great amount of couples. And that's one thing when Andrew was talking about the teams for the South Jersey Catholic Ministries Appeal, there are a lot of couples that are the teams. And and that's really nice that they work together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of teams, Mm -hmm. my husband came to the Catholic Business he did network speed, talk this morning and, and sl- slipped in the back and just watched from the back and actually uh, when everybody went around creeper. to to introduce themselves he did not stand up he just said quietly i'm jen's arm candy <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's an apt description 
Jennifer's husband is disturbingly attractive. So it's like, it's very peculiar. It's like I don't, disturbingly? Disturbingly attractive. He's often, been, that. he's often been compared to Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay, or New York Jets now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's one of those types. You know, ruggedly handsome. It's very irritating. As, as a, <laughs> As a guy roughly his age, they should all be doughy and balding like me. No. Doughy. Long, long hair, you know, ruddy cheeks, grizzled look. Oh, man. Anything else you want to say? Ah, I'm just saying. That veered <laughs> off on a tangent there. That was more shenanigans. Also, I would like to say that whoever can call at the end of this episode and how many shenanigans that we have used, they win a prize. It is a, it is a full shenanigan uh, episode this week. Yeah. But I am glad to hear that. And that is true. Although that does now make, because you and your husband, in addition to him being so kind as to show up and creep on you from uh, mm-hmm. the back of the room, yeah. uh, you guys do participate. You do do things together in your parish. Like you guys are like doing like pre-cana or something, right? Now, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, we like, do pre-cana, and uh, in the diocese of Trenton, where I live, which I realized just a few minutes ago, I said, "What did I say?" My my diocese. I am I am confused because this is my diocese and Trenton's my diocese because I live there, but I work here and I also live here. It's very confusing. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's actually confusing for me only in the sense that you've been here for two years now and I have not been able to get your husband to move down here permanently mm. so the two of you could be down here because mm-hmm. as we know, the Diocese of Candom welcomes both of you with open arms <laughs> to live down here permanently. We will find you a great place and uh, it, it's, it, it, we'll make it work. Yeah, we'll, yeah, make, we'll make it, make it work. work. But um, but yes, but no, yeah, but couples working together, I yeah, think, is it's great. is strong, mm-hmm. and I've seen that in a lot of the stewardship um, articles that you do, and it's yes. really makes sense, and it's nice to see that they're part of the parish teams. Yeah, it's also nice to see um, sometimes the articles feature entire families where you know the kids are also helping out, and a lot of times the the parents, the grown children, have inherited that from quality from their own parents so mm-hmm. it's really a generational thing and for anyone who's been listening to this and thinking this is just all, all these little genius ideas can only be used by the catholic church that's not true i mean if you're working for a non-profit in your secular life you know all of these things we've talked about uh, can be used elsewhere and we we I'm, well you've heard me say on this podcast many times i steal ideas from other dioceses all the time i steal ideas from other secular entities as well to to use within the diocese if they work so if you're here if you you know like if you're a committee chair of a boy scout group somewhere in south jersey mm-hmm. some of these ideas will will work for you as well so uh i hope you'll consider this episode as a, a good educational episode not just insights into the workings of the financial development department of the diocese of camden which is by the way a great department if i haven't said that enough yet no seriously they're good thank you <laughs> and think about uh volunteering for your parish teams what are they called parish development team they're called whatever they like to call them Um, but for the um no it's a thing that each parish can make their own the the short of it is we um encourage a parish to have a team working for the annual appeal campaign but hey if you brand it if you call it something if you make it something that lives year after year after year you've started something great Mm -hmm. yeah that's really true uh now the next question is um when will jen be able to do participate in the next Catholic Business Network as a presenter. Oh, Do we no. want to wait a year? I yes. think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe two. 
<laughs> Not <laughs> we'll to, no. No, no, I, th- I think she needs to come back. <laughs> well, don't forget, you know, back in the day, we used to do panels for those things as well. Oh, so she could be your panel that's moderator. That's an idea. Because she is an excellent mm-hmm. interviewer. She actually. Oh, yeah, I, I do do that. I am good at that. Yeah. I- yeah. Great idea. <laughs> she she actually she like she did like she did like homework for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I just rolled in, so definitely consider her for for future panels because those were really great. Uh, the the Catholic Business Network. Just to go back to that for a second. Was uh, you know I always found it to be incredibly valuable because of the people that they would bring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, in the as you've been starting, it's been some local folks, but I I do look forward to you guys bringing in some uh, regional and national people. Uh, down the roads, so, so who knows? You might get an opportunity to interview Mark Wahlberg Mark again. Mark Wahlberg again, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or some other famous Catholic. There's a gazillion I would want to interview. Well, it sounds to me like you need to make a list for, for Stacy. <laughs> there you go. Right. Help us secure some of those speakers. Okay. Right? <laughs> thank you, Stacy. <laughs> Put the gen to work. That's what I say. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate it, both of you joining the podcast. I hope our listeners uh, have uh, been educated by some of this and might be inspired to do some uh, end-of-year donating and certainly uh, support their local entities through I Give Catholic, if at all possible. And Jen, I'm glad to hear that your th- your presentation went well. And I, I promise the next time you present at the Catholic Business Network, I will be there. Thanks, Mike. No problem. Probably with tomatoes. All right. See you, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>